everybody. Welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our? Who are we? <laughs> Moses above, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, my name's Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> this is my... This is my trusty co-also host. Ah, oh, I'm Josh. <laughs> Can we use that? Or <laughs> <laughs> so? Thanks so much for listening this week. You can find us on uh, iTunes. Oh God. Anyway, hi Josh. How are you doing? Hi, Evan. <laughs> well, I'm I'm do I'm doing okay. Uh, you asked, and now I'm giving you an answer. Uh, I am uh, well situated to talk about this movie today. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody, to all of our uh, to all of our practicing and non-practicing Jewish friends and family out there. Um, do this is the first time that we've done a Hanukkah episode. I'm really excited. Uh, this is the yeah. This is the also probably the first time I've taken this holiday relatively seriously in many years. Why do you think that is? I remember I last don't... year you were like Hanukkah had already happened, and I remember we got on the phone and you were like, "Oh, did it already happen? Fuck!" Like you were yeah. like disappointed that you hadn't put out the menorah and lit the candles. And Chicago is there. It's not like there's a ton of places that are easy to access to get like your typical Hanukkah stuff. Like I remember last oh, year. Oh yeah. I had I remember to like message. Yeah. I had to message. I had to go to like five different places to just yeah. find some fucking uh, menorah candles. And you yeah. know, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm just literally lighting the candles uh, and maybe making a couple of dishes. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not doing anything nuts. Um, but this year, I don't got a lot going on during the holiday seasons. Oh, so yeah. let's take, let's do, <laughs> let's get into it. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing anything too out, out, out there, but you know, I'm just trying to observe, uh, as much as I can. Cause it's, it's fun and yeah. it just feels good. I mean, it's part of, it's part of who you are. Like as long as, as long as I've known you. It's always been, as long as I've known you, it's always been something that we talk about. When I was younger, I used to, like, obviously make inappropriate, horrible, waspy jokes. Um, Mm -hmm. Not that I would ever do anything close to that now. Not Uh, on air, at least. Yeah, definitely not (laughs) for for recording. But, you know, I, I think that it has changed for me. Like, my wife is, she's not... She's not culturally Jewish, but she is. Um, she's genetically Jewish. Like when she's Jewish by default, that's she, what I call it. Jewish by <laughs> Jewish by default. Jewish by blood association. So, you know, I think that that has kind of has has made me more sensitive to it. But you know, when I was growing up, we celebrated a lot of Jewish holidays. I grew up Presbyterian, um, and we celebrated Passover. We celebrated. We mm-hmm. we at least had like. Um, an, an observance that we didn't celebrate Hanukkah fully, but the week that Hanukkah was happening, we always had kind of like the thing. So I, I don't know what that was. It might've just been that there's a, a high Jewish population in Kansas city. Um, but, hmm. but, 
in any case, happy, happy Hanukkah to everybody. And in honor of that, Josh, you want to tell the fine folks what we watched for Hanukkah this year? Well, we certainly didn't watch a Hanukkah movie. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> we we watched yeah. The Prince of Egypt. The Prince of Egypt, a 1998 American animated musical drama film produced by DreamWorks, which I was kind of surprised at. Yeah, they this this was obviously the we, shit we got to compete with Disney and everything else to make like a real big blockbuster animated movie movie. Yeah. This movie and it and it was very successful in terms of um in terms of critical reception and and just in how it did that. It was the um, the most successful non-Disney animated feature at the time when it came out. That's not surprising. So it's, yeah, I mean, it, and given just kind of the scope of the movie, the, the um, you know, the subject matter of what, it, of what it's dealing with, um, I, I kind of can't wait to get into talking about like what our experiences were, were watching it. But at the same time, there's a lot to talk about with this movie in terms of background, in terms of how they adapted it. Um, but Josh, you want to hit them over the head with a synopsis first? Here we go. Plot summary. <gasps> yeah! What was our okay, boy? Okay, here we go. Uh, here we go. All right. This is the extraordinary tale of... Ooh, extraordinary tale of two brothers named Ramses II, played by Ray Fiennes, and Moses, played by Val Kilmer, one born of royal blood and one an orphan with a secret past. Growing up the best of friends, they share a strong bond of free-spirited youth and good-natured rivalry. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. pretty true. Uh, but the truth will ultimately set them at odds, as one becomes the ruler of the most powerful empire on Earth, and the other the chosen leader of his people. Their final confrontation will forever change their lives and world. Anthony Pereira really stepping it up this time. Dude, that was a good synopsis. Anthony Pereira. Well done, buddy. Well done. You know what snaps? I still can't snap. We got to get that boy on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this is a really interesting film, um, th- and there's a lot going on. Like I mentioned before, in terms of production back history, the um, uh, I'll start way back at the beginning. the The former Disney chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg had always wanted to do an animated adaptation of the Ten Commandments, um, mm-hmm. and he proposed the idea to Michael Eisner, but Michael Eisner was like. And he's just, a good Michael Eisner. Yeah. Oof. Better the second time. Um, <laughs> um so anyway, I mean that that's kind of I feel like that's kind of an interesting way that it that this started out was that he, you know, he wanted to do this and then and then um, Steven Spielberg and, and other people they encouraged him to go off and, and do it. Um, and this movie is really interesting in that the, it, it tells the story of Moses. Basically, it's like, it's like all the greatest hits of, of all the Moses stories from the old commandments. Um, and Morgan, who didn't grow up, um, she didn't really grow up with like organized religion in, in this way either, either like she didn't grow up with Judeo Christian, um, upbringing. So she was like, wait, was it actually Moses and Ramses? 
like was it actually them in the bible and i was like i don't know so we looked it up and apparently dreamworks they, they just decided to choose a recognizable pharaoh because the pharaoh is never named in the old testament so yeah. they just picked one they were like oh, let's just pick one that's very recognizable and has like history and, and kind of do this like this mashup of the two of them um which I thought was a really interesting and kind of smart choice because it's like it kind of tells you a little bit of the history of Egypt and also it tells you about, you know, this this fantastical story. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah, I, I knew that from the get-go too, but I thought it made it a little bit more grounded because yeah. of instead of it being... Because it's like, I don't, I, I don't really know the Bible story that well. Uh, spoiler alert, I was not raised like morgan also like very uh you know judeo-christian and very i was essentially raised as you can do whatever you want but we're also going to celebrate the holidays so i'm not coming into this with a ton of knowledge okay yeah that was something that i was i was kind of curious about i mean i know that you identify as jewish and that you are like that i think your mom is jewish yeah, um, but I don't I don't That's... know how much that that actually like before we met. I mean, when when we when we met, we were teenagers. So like, yeah, we never talked about religion or anything, but no, I was kind of curious. Main... Sure. And I think we've talked about it. But the reason you probably don't remember it that well is because there's not a lot there. The major yeah. proponent in my Jewish experience is my grandparents on my mom's side uh most of my family actually outside of my dad's family is very it's both los angeles uh like very la jews and then new york jews so i'm it's very, sorry but did you just make a portmanteau of los angeles and jewish yes <laughs> you were just ready to skip right over that that's okay maybe okay so so anyway that, that was my my major experience it was extended family and they're the mm-hmm. ones that bought me a lot of books when i was growing up and i would play dreidel with them and uh like i would gamble geld coins with my my grandpa over like games of dreidel that was pretty fun but uh, <laughs> my major experience with hanukkah because again this is not a hanukkah movie uh, right was two two things was First off, a book that my grandparents got me that I kept around for a while that was very, um, it was kind of disturbing. It was a pop-up book, but it also, because it kind of went into, I don't know, it it went into the whole story, but for some reason it was very, like, dark and sinister and shadowy and kind of, like, spooky. Like, for some reason it kind of, when I try to remember it, it makes me feel like the movie Babadook, for some reason, where it's like a kid's illustration, but it's also spooky. Okay, okay. So I don't have a positive memory attached to that, but uh, I actually, before choosing The Prince of Egypt, which we'll get into why I chose that uh, in a moment, is um, I would I was going to choose the Rugrats episode where they do Hanukkah. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or not, not Hanukkah, but they tell the story of, um, essentially the story of Moses. Yeah, again. right. Uh, because that was truly like my first pop culture experience. Mm-hmm with this well next year yeah next year but it's an episode and i just we already said prince of egypt so i was just gonna go for it but there's not (laughs) a lot of like actual hanukkah stories that i can look to and kind of go 
besides for like just reading about it mm-hmm. i feel like there are some in pop culture that i've come across but i'm kind of blanking on them right now so i just look for a jewish story yeah <laughs> and this is one i guess i'll just get right into my experience with this because i definitely saw it when it came out mm-hmm. with my parents and i watched it as a kid not to a super repetitive extent but in high school uh i'm gonna go ahead and say her name uh there was a well there was a friends group that loved this movie like all oh, the really? songs and we just watch it over and over again uh aaron alboy vaughn friend of the podcast friend of the podcast aaron alboy vaughn love you girl for the most for all intents and purposes i associate this movie with her oh wow okay because uh, i just feel like she was always quoting it and when whenever me and that friends group got together we somehow were watching it i think we watched it multiple times in a day one time whoa I could be remembering it wrong, but I remember being a that being a really big part. Wow! And her, I, 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 there was I remember there were a couple people that were like so into Ramsey's and Moses's like animated features and how hot they were. <laughs> oh my god! Really? <laughs> yeah, they kind of they they get it. This movie, I mean, for people who've never seen this movie, I mean. It, I guess I'll have more to say about it when when we get in into our um you know what it was like to watch in 2020 but that the tone of it seems maybe a little inappropriate that they would be <laughs> talking about how hot Moses was uh, I don't know <laughs> what, in the movie I mean the movie is pretty dark like it's a pretty dark movie, which is something that I yeah I but, can really sure, appreciate but if, about it. But but you but just imagine like the first couple of scenes where it's like Moses and Ramsey's palling around and getting into mischief. Yeah, like, and shirtless riding around on chariots. Like, come on. I know, but this isn't like yeah that scene. But like this movie isn't the Emperor's New Groove. Like <laughs> this movie. I realize that. <laughs> no, I know that you realize it. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm taking it personally. What you're saying about somebody else's opinion? <laughs> no, it's it's uh, Aaron Elboy Vaughn. You can do no wrong in my eyes. So it's. I also might be misremem- misrepresenting you completely. Well, it, no, I, I would believe it. that group of that group of gals. Yes, absolutely, they were into it. And you know what? Good for them. Um, yeah. Well, that that makes sense. I mean, I so you saw this when when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I've seen it before, but if if so, only once. Um, I this is not a movie that was like a constant rewatch. Um, you know, obviously, I I was not raised Jewish or or you know directly related to anybody Jewish, so it wasn't ever something where it was like, oh, good us. Like it was, it wasn't. You know, <laughs> I never had that that experience with this movie because literally everything else was made for me. So um, I guess this is kind of like a unique, this is like the one area where you and I don't quite have the same, <laughs> the same background. Yeah, it was how many years in are we in? And we finally have one. We fi- Yeah. We finally have one. Th- I mean, we've, we've made so many jokes over the years about us being just two regular ass 32 year old white guys. 
And we are, except in this situation, one's Jewish and one is not. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but we, I mean, this movie is pretty star-studded. We got, you already mentioned Ray Fiennes. Uh, we got Val Kilmer. We got Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, friend of the podcast, Sandy Bullies. We got Isn't Helen Mirren in it. We got yeah, Helen Mirren. We've got Patrick Stewart. We got Jeffy Goldblums. We got Steve Martin and Martin Short. I mean, good lord. Wait, really? Yeah. Who do they play? They played the. There's like two characters that are kind of the comic relief around the middle of the film, where Moses turns his, his oh, staff into the, a serpent. They're the they're the uh, the priests. Yeah, that, they're the priests. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, for um, Ramses. Yeah, and they've got a whole. They've got a little a musical number, um, but. Uh, so yeah, they're they're in this movie. Uh, did I miss anybody? Danny Glover is in this movie. Um, I can't handle it anymore. We have to take a break because we have to talk about. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> is there anything else that you oh. need to mention? No. Uh, Let me bully us uh, towards the break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what would uh, what was your Bob Iger impersonation? <laughs> who Bob Iger? Not Bob Iger. Uh, I don't even know who that somebody... is. He's uh, the current CEO of Disney or something. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Um, oh God, damn it, Michael Eisner. <laughs> Michael Eisner. Yeah, Michael Eisner. Ah, we gotta take a break. What were I? More tapes, tapes, tapes. But now I gotta look up who Bob Iger is. I'm pretty sure he's a. Isn't he? I think he's a baseball boy. No. Bob Iger. Bob Iger is an American business executive and executive chairman of the Walt Disney Company. There we go. He was CEO from 2005 to 2020. Okay, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I just needed to make sure. That's all that matters. That you all knew that I wasn't wrong. All right, we'll be right back with more tapes, tapes, tapes. Oh, we did. I thought we were in the break. I thought we did it. Hey, y'all. Season three is here, and we are extremely proud to now be sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading platform for audiobooks. If you're listening to this podcast, we know you love having entertainment shoved into your ear holes. And Audible has a nearly endless catalog, including podcasts, theatrical performances, comedy, and Audible originals you won't hear anywhere else. Download Audible on the platform of your choice. Listen to titles on or offline. You can even listen on one device and resume listening on another device at the exact same spot. Want to listen to the audiobook of Matilda by Roald Dahl, featured on episode 36? Of course you do. Then visit audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for a free trial. You'll be supporting the show and getting your nostalgia fix. Once again, that's audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for your first free audiobook. Thanks, loyal listeners. All right, now let's get back to the show. Oh, did we? Yeah, it's oh. okay. We and now no, we're slowly we... come back from the break, and the music is trembling in, and you can kind of hear come in. Oh, we know it's coming back from the break, and action. <laughs> what? Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome back. Hi. Um. Yeah. So I we we had we have to get into talking about the Prince of Egypt. Um. I guess we do. You, sounds like you've got a lot to. Uh, well, I can I can feel the sweat through the microphone. I just am so like, I don't know, man. I I have I feel like this might be. I'm just gonna jump right into it. 
This might be sure. one of the, and I, I have no idea. This is, listeners, you all know the, the format of this show. I have no idea what Josh thought of this movie. Uh, and, and this yeah. wasn't a movie where you already told me, like, this wasn't one that you rewatched a bunch of times. But, dude, this might be one of the best movies that you have ever chosen for this podcast. Really? In my in my opinion. Prince of Egypt? I really liked it. That you've chosen <laughs> good ones over the years. But for yeah. for whatever like this one was just the most surprisingly good. Um and I think okay. that I, I think that another thing just to to kind of add some context is like Morgan and I, we've been doing this like Disney thing where we've been watching all the Disney movies um, mm. chronologically. And we just so happen to be right at this same era. Like we're in the in the early 2000s with the movies that we're watching. So we're kind mm. of, I, so that's like the mind space that I'm in is I'm kind of like, oh God, there's so many of these movies that are like, animated movies are trying to incorporate CGI and it's not really working. And, like, this movie does it, though. Like, they do a really good job with it. Like, even from the... All the way from the animation through the serious tone of of the movie itself, which I really appreciate yeah. because so many of the movies that I've been watching have been, like, Disney, you know, very, very predictable, beginning, middle, and end. Like, it's all kind of... It's all kind of the same thing. So I think that that is part of it is that like I wasn't familiar with this at all. It is a quality movie, um, and I'm I'm like right at the point where I needed something that was kind of different from an animated movie. Oh, okay. So I mean, this, I mean, it's great that it was this movie, but it was it was filling another need for you that wasn't expected. I don't know. I just I I really liked it. So I'm I'm kind of curious what? now, like. Oh. What, what, what did you what did you think of the songs in it? I thought that the music overall was really unique. Um, again, it was something that I am not super familiar with anyway, like Middle Eastern kind of um, Egyptian music, traditional um, traditional folk music from from the region. I mean, Hans Zimmer is always pulling it down. He's always pulling it down and spanking it hard with his compositions. Um, so they're always solid. I don't, I guess I wouldn't say that the songs are particularly like catchy. Like I don't, I, I couldn't rattle off a riff from any of the songs right now. Um, damn, really? I think this one's full of bangers. I think I, I think. Deliver us to oh, yeah. the promised land. Yeah, that's And a that good fucking one. opening song where they're all in the mud and yes. it's like them working. Yeah. See, oh, when you. So many good beats. My little brother, my baby's when essentially they're singing what's going on i'm yeah. sorry all these songs in here i think are so fucking they they are really good i mean i just i think because i didn't this was basically my first time watching it um uh. i i just you know i need to watch it again to really to to get those i mean it did win an oscar for best song um oh which one uh, was it deliver us when you believe when you believe um, which is kind of the now play egg with the big boys, play egg with the big boys now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
anyway so so that was that was kind of my uh, my thing but yeah i mean i yeah the songs were songs were good um but uh but for me it was almost more about like the tone and and kind of the story itself and and using animation as like a creative outlet to tell this this kind of a story which i feel like is kind of the perfect medium for this kind of a story because so many fantastical things obviously happen um mm. but uh, yeah i mean tell me what 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 you thought before i get into that you just listened you listener just listened to me eat a mahmoul date filled cookie Ooh, that is a serious snack I, I went to go, uh, for anybody local to Chicago, I just went to Sultan's to get some shawarma, and I got a cookie, and it was really good. You are a good boy for treating yourself to a nice date cookie. Well, date night! <laughs> God. I was like, anyway, which one of uh, us is going to make the terrible <laughs> date joke first? I guess it was me. I got there first. You got there first. The, well, this, you know, I was walking into this movie pretty much knowing... I, I was I w- I kind of set my expectations pretty high mm. because I've seen this movie a lot. Uh, I I think I've seen it in college time. I don't think I've seen it since college, but in high school I watched it a lot, and there was really nothing that I could think of when re- recalling all the songs and the story and all that that I go like I don't think it's going to age very well. The one thing that I was mm. a little worried about was. Um, the voice acting not because the voice acting isn't good yeah because they have i i mean it's such an incredibly capable cast like i can't hear this movie without ray fines as ramesses yeah he's just so good at it and i think what really does it for me is the angry ray fines yell that he does in all of his movies because at some point he's gonna play somebody that gets mad enough to yell and they always go yeah it's kind of like saying yeah while yelling it's like a yeah he like does it as voldemort all the time he does it in like red dragon he does it in this movie and it's just perfect um but there's nothing about this movie that goes well of course they all had British accents in ancient Egypt yeah. and American accents and all that. But, you know, for as much as this movie does to kind of be, like, culturally appropriate and tell a story, which one of my favorite parts about this movie is the opening, like, block title that they have. It's just like, look, this is the yeah. this is based on uh, the stories of Exodus. Right. If you want to learn more about this go read exodus yeah like we're just gonna tell our version like i saw that for the first time and engaged with that and went okay you guys are y'all are doing the right thing yeah which uh felt really nice walking into a 90s i mean it's pretty much a 90s animated movie or movie in general uh i mean needless to say i i i guess not needless to say but i really enjoyed this viewing I think this movie has impeccable pacing. Yes. Uh for an epic because it's an it is an epic. Right. Uh, yeah. This is eas- easily a movie that you can turn into like three movies. It's based on a very long story that's very like detailed and 
I love movies and stories like this where they take like such a grand, you know, thing like this and they find their big moments and they find their little moments and the pacing is just so incredible. Um, yeah. I, I completely agree with you on the animation. I think the soundtrack is just killer. Um, the The flow of the story... Uh, the representation of all the characters is being fairly three dimensional. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a couple of characters that are just like there to perpetuate the story and kind of like move. Like uh, Moses's, I, I don't know her name, but essentially uh, Moses's wife. Like, she's just kind of like supposed to be like the supportive wife after being like kind of like a, oh yeah, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. And then she just yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. And she yeah. doesn't really get too much of an arc after. She like escapes, but it, I guess that's not that what part of it. W- did strike me as a little bit weird that they were like, "Hey, we're gonna give you this woman," like basically being like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a slave," and then later yeah. on they ended up together. I, to me, I was a little bit like, I don't know that they would necessarily make that choice these days. Um, I mean, but to, but from the from I mean, but just kind of considering what probably may have happened in the book of Exodus. I don't know. I haven't read it. It's probably pretty close to that because that's how, you know, female figures are typically written as in that is like you're yeah, there I guess so. to lift up the idols or the prophets or the man in like the most basic sense. Because it's essentially once the once Moses goes and finds the burning bush, uh story is very different in terms of like who he is and what's going on but yeah they handle it really well then they do that all really respectively at least i think yeah in terms of telling telling like a very like delicate personal cherished story like this so there was one thing one aspect of that like while we're talking about the the scene with the burning bush that i really appreciated and i had i it was one of those things where like while we were watching it I had a guess as to why they made this particular choice. And then when I've gone back and looked at it, I it it was actually right. <laughs> and I was like yeah. I was like, yes. So the voice of God in this movie Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer plays Moses. And then Val Kilmer also plays the voice of God. Um he's uncredited, but he he plays Really? Yeah, he plays both. <laughs> Damn, Val Kilmer was smashing it with this movie. I had no idea. <laughs> so you think he was gonna be? This is gonna be his career peak of smashing an animated version of Story of Moses. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that he. I think everybody who was involved with this movie knew that they were making something special. I, I mean, I think, I, so. I think that's probably why they were able to get. I mean, even even though they did hire a bunch of really well known folks, like. 70 million dollars that's not that much money for how much they yeah. clearly got out of it but yeah. anyway when when i learned like when we learned that while we were watching it, i was like oh valkyrie was like was is god and moses why'd they do that and my guess was that it was like well when religious or spiritual people hear the you know the quote-unquote voice of god like it's probably just themselves like giving giving good yeah. advice or like listening to good advice that kind of that comes, makes a lot of that sense. comes from within um and they and then when i went and looked it up like that's what they did because they mm-hmm. they had this idea of like okay well let's just look at all these like 
deep-voiced, imposing, like, voices of God and that had been used in old Hollywood movies for radio shows and stuff like that. But they were like, well, we want to hear something that we've never heard before. So the solution was to actually use the voice of Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer to suggest that we hear inside our own heads this particular voice like in our everyday lives as opposed to these larger-than-life yeah, smart. like Morgan Freeman kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's... That's that's really smart. Uh, I th- I I if I were were doing this movie, I would do the same thing. You know, I I remember watching. But it some might history. it might not occur to you to do it just because, like historically, in so many movies, God is always this yes, like like James Earl Jones kind of thing. But well, I don't I don't claim to be a religious person and to really have any experience with the voice of God outside of movies and television. But when I think of the voice of God, what of, I mean, because that's a personal thing. Yeah. Like, at least in movies and stuff, it's not like God is like, unless we're watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it's not like God (laughs) just appears in the clouds and is like talking to a group of people. Yeah. It's to an individual. It appears to somebody. Yeah. And why not have it be as personal as kind kind of your own voice? But, uh, you know, kind of similar to this and why I think it's also fitting and I have no grounds for this at all, aside from one time I watched it on the History Channel. But there was some truther out there that was trying to put together through like geography and the type of plant growth that was around that area where... Because I guess there is a geographical location that you can go to where Moses you know, saw the burning bush and it spoke to him and all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That it was actually like fumes or some kind of ingestion or inhalation of essentially a hallucinogenic and if this is based off of moses essentially because when you kind of put together the things that he experiences sure sure uh they correlate pretty closely with just like a trip yeah (laughs) so i don't know if that's i i I don't want to put any any like stake or claim into that uh i just think it's it's funny to think about that in terms of like hearing your own voice in your head because uh, <laughs> yeah it's like what happens i mean in, it you know, is in, it, it is interesting when you kind of break down like okay what you know what's the myth or what's the story and then like what probably really happened and i don't for me it's always more boring <laughs> to talk about like what really happened and that's why these stories endure, yeah. right? Is because it's like it's more interesting to say that he parted the sea, when in yeah, reality he just on. crossed it when it was low tide. <laughs> and then the pharaoh came back and he was like, "God damn it, it's high tide! I can't get over there." Yeah, and like locust, like yeah. Uh, I mean, we have cicadas here, and they come out every four years. Yeah, and just had a cicada year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's uh, those kinds of things get get kind of forced into into these legends <laughs> as a way to explain the natural with something that's kind of like super supernatural um, what do you think it you know now that we're talking about all these things in relation to how they could be correlated to real things if you had to pick one th- uh, this is very blasphemous but if you had to pick one thing in the canon of like uh, acts of god that moses did were like very clearly a bullshit thing like yeah. they just like tacked this one on just for like flair which one would it be for you 
I don't know. We I did say to Morgan while we were watching this movie, I was like, Moses is OP. <laughs> <laughs> he has way too many superpowers for no, one person. He's not OP. Dude, you put him against an like, Avenger, he would go down so fast. I, no, he wouldn't. He would just kill them. He's got the What do you, he's got like the what what does he demonstrate? He demonstrates that he, he can has, make it he can like make it rain frogs. He can make okay. he can create plagues. Like yeah, he can like, kill he can straight up kill people, dude. He could kill okay, every one, Avengers firstborn. No, one-on-one fight with Iron Man. He would go down in two seconds. He would just Iron Man would fucking blow him through the chest, and he's like, "All right." He would find <laughs> some fun. supernatural way to to get it done. And I, I just it was something that I mentioned. And I was like, I think that that's maybe why they toned down Jesus's powers later on, <laughs> like in the New Testament. It was, the, the developers got the feedback and they're like, okay, we see we need to do a balance patch for uh, Jesus. We've got to balance him. For the next play- DLC, the next DLC. And so then Jesus uh, ends up with like, I can wash people's feet. And if you've already got one fish, I can make more. If you well, he, well, he's he's got he's got the power of uh, self-resurrection. I mean, self-resing is... Yeah, self-res... It's... That's yeah. pretty OP. I mean that. I mean, sure, but Moses can turn an entire ocean into blood. Like yeah. immaculate, con- immaculate conception doesn't. It doesn't really serve you in a fight. I no. don't have a father. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't cool. I'm gonna fight you with my fists. Um, do you have any favorite moments from the film? Yes. Okay. I think my favorite, and this was kind of my favorite moment walking into this, and I was looking forward to it. There is an incredibly intimate scene where it's after uh, the playing with the big boys now. You know, after Moses comes back from the desert and he's got the power of God and they have to have the whole pissing match of like who's got the better powers. Right. Because that comes up a lot in this movie. It's like a, a total like who's got the more powerful god kind of. Well, it's kinda it's thing. all about like the Egyptian gods versus the new Judeo Christian gods. Sure, but it's just funny that it, with this movie at least they tell the story in a very like, oh yeah, we're just gonna. It's like almost Pokemon. Like here, I'm gonna send <laughs> out my snake. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> Make some rivers made of blood. Well, I'm gonna make. Uh, th- what is what is it? They it was like snakes, and then what was the animals that they made? It was like rats or something. Oh like yeah, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I don't <man>. remember. That was <laughs> anyway, so funny. Uh, like Pokemon. <laughs> he used kind of. frogs. It was super effective. Ugh. But anyway, uh, I think my favorite scene is after that moment. Um, because I think they do such a good job, uh, paint uh, like creating uh, Ramesses and Moses as these incredibly three dimensional characters, where you understand the root of all their actions. Yeah. like they're so consistent. Yeah. with everything they do and how like like every decision they make and every action they make, you're like, yeah, this is completely believable. I understand where they're coming from based off of where they're coming from. Yeah. And Ramesses is the most fun one to watch because he's the one that is like, he has to, he's always blaming Moses for being like too childish and him having to pay for it and like right. not being the weak link. And there's this scene where they go to the temple and Ramesses can't believe any of this shit. He's like, okay, you came back, you did the show. Like, 
all right, that was fun. You had some fun out there. Like, now let's, come on, you're coming back. And Moses is having this very serious conversation. It's like, no, like, yeah, I, this, you have to let my people go. And it's, you're watching this scene of Moses kind of having to prove it more and more. And Ramesses, like, he, he, it's kind of a, you watch him kind of like still hold on to this idea yeah, that he Moses can't is still his it. brother. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's this moment where Moses takes off his ring that his brother gave him when he appointed him like a high position on the council. Yeah. And he gives it back to Ramses. And there's this moment where Ramses just holds the ring and then you, he like looks up from the ring and he's just a completely different person. You yes, see you in this see the moment that he changes from Moses's brother and best friend to like the Pharaoh that he like thinks he has to be in that it's just, it's a, it's a, it, it's a moment and you see it happen. Yeah. And it's like, that's the kind of shit that you look for in like plays. Yeah. Yeah. That's the it's stuff you look so for in good. like well acted, like, like heavy dramas. Like yeah. that's what you look. And this movie has that. And I, I think it goes back to your earlier point about like the pacing of this movie. I mean, they let that scene breathe. Like they gave it exactly. They didn't over animate it. They didn't do too much with it. They gave it exactly the time it needed. It was. I think it was perfect. It, had it was the exact chilling. Dialogue that it needed. The exact movement setup. Everything yeah. about it was just exactly what it needed to be. It could, I don't think it could be, it could be any better. Yeah, I. I that was definitely a, a top uh, top scene for me as well. All right, Josh, are you ready? Yeah. All right, baby. Uh, eject and reject. Be kind and rewind. What do you give? I started with the baby, so I felt like I had to we're, go in reverse. We're, we're not doing any of the intros or outros or inner segments. I'm flipping correctly. it up. Uh, I'm going to give this the Bob Iger sound you made earlier. Huh? Uh, whatever it not was. Not Bob Iger, Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner. Wait, so that means you don't uh, want no, he only knows how to make that one sound. It was a good sound. I I be kind of rewind this. <laughs> that was the dude. We've done so, we've done close to a hundred episodes, and that was the most confusing way <laughs> that you have ever be kind of. I just wanted to join in on the confusing shit that you've been doing this episode. <laughs> okay. I give this a be kind and rewind easy. Yeah, I mean this one's easy for for me. Be kind, rewind. Um, Re rewind. Like I, I feel like I should should watch it again right now. No, I, I, I feel like this should be something that, um, and it still holds up. I mean, we haven't even really talked about that. I mean, we talked on it a little bit, but like the animation still holds up, the songs still hold up, like dialogue holds. The dialogue up, holds every, up. Yeah. Like the it just everything about this movie. It, it could have been made, you know, two years ago, dude. I could not think of anything to recommend. Like, I, I can't think of a religious movie that is as kind of compelling. Um, yeah. I, I just couldn't think of I couldn't think of an animated movie that, like... I didn't come in with one prepared because I, I didn't really feel like I needed one because it was... I think you should just... If, if you're lo- I mean, if you're specifically looking for the story of uh, Moses and... I'm sure there's some live action and some... Some some stories. There's out like there the that Ten are great, Commandments, but, right? Isn't that isn't that kind of a classic? Yeah, the, yeah, 
I'm sure this is a lot from more palatable. Uh, or no, probably just because no, it's, it's the 50s. Yeah, it's pretty old. This is probably a lot more palatable. Yeah. Uh, Yule Brenner. And, That's right. And I think doing animation for stories of like this is easy because then you don't have to worry about special effects kind of ruining, uh, you know, what's the storytelling because there has to be so much kind of grandeur yeah. in stuff like this. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really coming in with. I don't watch. I don't know a lot of other. You know, a lot of other pop movies that handle biblical. Not stories. really. I mean, the another one that's kind of intense, but I I don't know that I can really recommend it. But it's it's like if you really want to go dark, like The Passion of the Christ is pretty fucking dark. It's pretty dark. Like that's like There's, torture been, porn, though. I mean, yeah, I actually haven't seen it. Ugh, I, yeah. Uh there's also Evan Almighty. <laughs> Those are our recommendations. I'm calling it now. The Passion of the Christ and Evan Almighty. <laughs> I think that's Steve Carell's uh, most cherished movie that he's been yeah, it's in. Yeah, it's his favorite one. He, he On yeah. many interviews, he's talked about how it's, his, how it's his favorite one. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for, for listening to yet another episode. Happy Hanukkah. We know this wasn't a Hanukkah movie. But we hope that you are having a good time, that you're staying safe as we get into the winter months here. Um, and yeah, just just stay safe. Wear your masks. Don't don't hug each other. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Original music and audio mixing and all that schnaz is done by yours truly, Evan Crockett. Our album artwork, I don't know why, <laughs> that was the one that was in my head. Our artwork is done by Kersey Barrett-Torme. You can give her a follow at MadeByCursey, K-E-R-S-E-Y. Uh, she also thinks Moses is hot. Our podcast is produced by mm-hmm. Joshua Edward Michael Ian Scott. Gary Scott, our podcast is produced by Josh Bowen. Uh, Josh, Wait, you want to tell the fine yep. folks how they can support the podcast? Yes, I'm going to sing it actually. Uh, well, you can find us on Square. No, you can't. Squarespace? Uh, you can- <laughs> <laughs> what was that going to be? I don't I was know. I'm excited for the song. Okay, well, you can find... A, what is it called? Uh, Stitcher, Spotify... Oh, Patreon. No, the... Patreon. You can find <laughs> us on Patreon. You can find us there. We've got some big tiers that you can contribute and donate. We're just a couple of people that do this shit in their free time. So if you like the art, then you can throw us some shackles. <laughs> We're Evan and Josh. We've got tiers of good things that you can benefit from. There's... Uh, bonus material and uh, what is it called? Uh, Merchandise. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of petered out on that song. Wow. It was just too much stuff that I couldn't remember how to say. That was really good. Uh, Yeah, you can find us on there. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Josh, for being a good, good boy. Thank you all, guys, gals, non-binary pals. We love you. We mean it. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you.